0: Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God,
2: Kaz Taylor. Hello, my friends, man, oh man, oh man, I just came back from Washington, D.C., and I'm I'm, I'm, I'm poured poured into, so it's time for me to start pouring out. And the uh, topic is one that I love, and uh, many of you in San Diego County love as well, and my co-host Bray Wyckoff loves as well. Bray is the founder of Kingdom Writers Association and so many other things. Hey. Hey, what's going on, Kaz? I've got a rhyme. (laughs) Hey, Bray, what do you say? Nothing today.
3: (laughs) Actually, a lot today. Yeah, well, my friends,
2: we could be in trouble because uh, if we can get past this dialogue, we're going to share some things about other writers that we know in San Diego County and beyond. Yeah. And we're going to be introducing some of them and their works, yep. and that, but all throughout we have an ulterior motive, Bray. What that might that be?
1: You are going to be encouraged to write a book <laughs> <laughs> or many, oh, write, write something. Yes, indeed. Yeah.
2: And we wanted to start this off. You know, a, a number a few years ago, a a prophetic word was declared through the Elijah List and elsewhere from one of my favorite people. His name is Bill Yant. and uh, so we. Uh, I invited him to join us on the show to deliver that word and also to give some other color commentary and insights because he's a guy, He he's a writer, he's a speaker, he's a declarer. When you sit in a session for him, you're captivated. Mm. So now that I've uh, I've bragged on him a little bit, I guess it's time for us to bring him online. <laughs> Bill Yacht, how you doing?
4: Doing great. How are you doing?
2: Doing fine. And Bray Wyckoff, I've told him all about you. So Yeah, uh... he
1: warned me, Bill. <laughs> <laughs>
4: So Thanks for the warning.
2: <laughs> why don't you take just a moment or two before we get into this prophetic word that God gave you? He gives you words all the time, but this one was particularly poignant for those who are writers or want to be writers. And uh, how does the process when God gives you stuff? What does that feel like? As, as, before we have you introduce this particular word that was given a while back.
4: Well, when God speaks to me to write something down, <clears throat> He keeps speaking it till I do it. <laughs> Uh, He doesn't let you miss him. I found that out. Uh, When God starts speaking, if you think God's speaking to you and you sort of forget about it after a few days, it might have been you and not him. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: But God will keep bringing his word back to you till you get it. Till you, you know, get it enough to start writing it down. And I've learned a, a long time ago that. When you start writing, the Holy Ghost will continue to write through you, but you got to start writing.
2: Well, it's kind of like the priests that were carrying the ark had to make the first step. God was going to part the water uh, of the Jordan River, but they had to make the first step. Is that right?
4: Yeah, the first thing you got to do is pick up a pen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or maybe a keyboard, if, you, if you're gutsy. Yeah, it. a keyboard. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, you, you, you get— uh, you're a prolific man and God gives you words for the signs of the times as well. So while we're going to ask you to relate the, uh, the vision he gave you about writers um, in this segment, uh, the segment lasts for probably another five minutes or six minutes or so. Mm -hmm. If God gives you other things that you want to share as an encouragement, because we're in troublesome times from many perspectives and words of God are always embraced and encouraged. So yes. <laughs> any, any other quick thoughts, Bray, as we, uh, set, we set Bill Yant free? Yeah, no,
4: <laughs> go for it. I'm excited. Well, if I could read this, the word I had about the gold pens falling from heaven. Yes. If I could read that. Yes. Uh, also, with this word, I see angels hurling books into the foreheads of giants in the land. Wow. God has saved his best weapons for this time. Okay, I'll, I'll read the title and continue to read it. Thank you, Bill. I saw gold pens falling from heaven. And there were also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written down, everyone, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's from John twenty-one twenty-five. Yep. I saw gold pens falling out of heaven onto the earth, as though they were being thrown like javelins by the angels, into the hands of unknown people, I saw these pens turning into spears and swords as they fell into these hands as their fingers began to write. Books, songs, and poetry were becoming lethal weapons to the war to war against the enemy psalm one forty four one was being activated throughout the earth. Blessed be the Lord my God, which teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. In the spirit, I saw huge warehouses in heaven that appeared to be full of books, songs, and poetry. These, they, I noticed these books had no titles on their covers or any words written on their pages. They were wordless books, blank, blank bundles of sheet music and empty pages of poetry stacked high to the ceiling. A sign was posted over the huge door that read, stationery to be released and published in the last final hour upon the earth. I heard the Father give a command to the angels, empty those warehouses and deliver the contents to the earth. There are books yet to be written, new songs yet to be sung, poetry yet to be recited that will woo hearts back to me. Drop the pens down first and empty those warehouses. I heard the Father say, I'm releasing a scribe anointing upon the earth. In the spirit I saw as though the Grand Canyon itself was becoming one of the many distributing centers, filling up like a huge library in the earth with testimonies, books, songs, and poems. Then angels would swoop down and carry these writings to God-given destinations, to saints and sinners in many parts of the earth. I saw the seas and waters of the earth being covered with writings and literature floating upon them. The glory of God upon these waters from the writings would actually change water currents and carry them to places where man was unable to go. I sensed the Lord himself was going into marketing his material that he was releasing to the earth into the hands that were being inspired to write by the Holy Ghost. Mm. I sensed the Father had a great desire to literally fill the earth to let the whole world know what great things he has done for his people. Psalm 68:11. the Lord gave her the word. Great was the company of those who published it, was being fulfilled. Is there a book in you, a song stirring in your heart, poetry that keeps coming to the surface? Perhaps the Lord is calling you this hour to pick up your pen.
3: Wow. What? Come that, on.
2: That's exactly the, you, That you hit it, on, you, 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 right from the heart, Bill Yant, right from the heart. We have a couple of minutes left. You know what? One of the things that a, a, book, a book in Habakkuk says, write the vision, and though it tarry, wait for it. There are a lot of people that have been mm. waiting and tarrying for a long time, that they've been tarrying without actually writing the product, writing the book. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah. if God says, now it's time to release it, you go, but I haven't written it yet. God wants us to go past that. Would you, you're a guy who hears the Holy Spirit every instant. So, is there anything that you want to share with our listening people? Many of them now are either beginning writers or haven't begun to write on that page yet. Any, any word, especially in the troublesome times that we face? You know, faced with fake news, what's a good uh, uh, remedy for fake news? Uh, writing from the heart of God. So, would you like to say a few words about that, Bill Yant?
4: Yeah, uh, I believe the gift of writing is given to us, number one, for our own self. When I write under God's inspiration by the Holy Spirit, it's therapy to me. I actually write. I would write. I love writing so much because it's therapy. It ministers to myself first. And I honestly say to people, I would write if nobody else read what I wrote because I get blessed from it. Yes. And if these if these people with giftings in them, if they begin to write, they won't worry about, well, when will I get my book out or published? Of course, I believe God's accelerating the books on the earth to be released soon sooner than later. But they will find a therapy to their own mind, spirit, soul, and body, that as they write, they'll sense the Holy Spirit anointing on their own life, and it will actually bring healing to themselves as they write. Yes, yep. That's That's the main purpose. And then the overflow goes on to the publisher, wherever God wants to send it. But again, I want to encourage people, don't feel like you have to sit down and write a whole book all at once. You can write a paragraph a day. Mm. Just a paragraph a day here and there, and sooner or later you'll realize, hey, I got a whole chapter. That's true. Mm -hmm. And then you start out again, and you've got another chapter to organize with the first or whatever, but people get overwhelmed because they think, "Oh, I, I don't have the time to write a whole book." Well, nobody does. But the Holy Spirit will give you a space of time, to, just a, even a paragraph, that will get you started. And as you start, the Holy Spirit will lead you and continue to write what He wants to write. Yes,
2: Bill, and would you give? Could you give us a website that people can find out more about you, Mister Shofar Mister Shofar
4: guy? <laughs> okay, well. My ministry is called Blowing the Shofar Ministry. Blowing the Shofar Ministry. My website is www.billyunk.com. Mm-hmm. And I have. I also have five prophetic books on Amazon. They're short, easy reading. And here's what I discovered. What activated me way back when I first came to the Lord, I began to read a prophetic book about France. I think their name was... Francis Ro- Robins, Robertson or something. It was the first prophetic book, and I never got over it. And I believe as we read other people's prophetic books, it's contagious. The anointing is contagious. that will stir the gift of prophecy and, as well as the scribe anointing in our own lives. Yes. I just think that's it's the way it works. Thank you.
2: Bill Yawn, thank you for spending some time with us. Yeah. I-, I knew... Wow. I knew bringing you on at the beginning would set the pace for the entire show, and yeah. you have, well, look in the mirror. You've done that, Bill. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you. Yeah, that word carries
4: well, weight. Well, we're we're all learning. We're all in the process.
2: Yes, yes, yes. I'm excited to see you whenever we cross paths again. Bill Yont uh, uh, writes for Elijah List, but so many other things, and also writes uh, books and uh, is a speaker as well. And once again, a quick website again for you, Bill.
4: www bill yant.com dot, that's dot com that's y o u n t very good bill
2: god bless you and thank you for setting uh, the stage for a great yeah. show thank you bill Yant, okay. my friend we love you we love you we love, you, too. love you bye well my friends well, bray we set set the stage wow now now we can start bringing in other authors throughout <laughs> we the can, entire
1: we can have the whole night just talking about what he just released well oh, it, gosh.
2: i think in a, in a very real way we are yeah. we, we, with these yeah. other with these other authors. So are you ready to, as we say, unleash the hounds? Yes, unleash them. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, can, so Bray, I can hear them back there. They're <laughs> chomping at the bit to get so on here. Bray Wyckoff uh, with Kingdom Writers Association and CAS. We're going to be right back.
0: This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego. The live local show on KPraise. Here's Kaz Taylor.
2: Well, thank you, my friends, and welcome back to Come Together San Diego. Bray Wyckoff. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. You can tell he's (laughs) he's shy. (laughs) With the Kingdom Writers Association, founder and so many different things. He does workshops, and what he does, he looks for the raw talent and tries to tease the book out of people.
1: Yeah, and I look for others that can help me be a better writer myself. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I like that. I like that. Like Kaz Taylor. Well, very good. And I haven't even invoiced him yet. This is a good thing. So, I, I, one of the things I love to do as a, the, the guy that's doing the show is I like to look for people who have visions and say, come on to the show. And they go, okay, I'll be a guest. And I say, oh, no, you won't. <laughs> so I say, you're going to be a co host. Put me to work. Uh, that puts you to work. So I said, right. okay, Bray, we have this great idea. Now, who are you going to bring on? and one of the people that you said
1: yeah nathan keys is our next guest and uh this guy is amazing i can't wait to talk with him
2: well you won't have to wait because he's on the line good hey there nathan how are you doing hello nathan he's there hello hey nathan what's going on
1: (laughs) hello hello hi Hi there can Can you
2: you? yes we can we
1: can hear you oh awesome very good
2: so you know what uh, I'm going to do, uh, Nathan Keyes? I'm going I'm to ha- have to pass the baton to Bray and let him grill you. It's probably like with he's in front of the class saying, well, let, me read your, let me hear your sentence, and you give it to the sentence, and he goes, that's really great. Now rewrite it. I mean, that may be what he does. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to hand be. the baton over to him.
1: You know, you guys that are listening, I love bragging uh, and championing other writers, and Nathan Keyes is a champion storyteller. He is mm. the real deal. Uh, Nathan is an award-winning epic fantasy author based here in San Diego. Uh, it is his dream and vocation to write some uh, empowering stories that will not only captivate readers, but leave them with hope and purpose. And uh, I'll tell
2: you, we're in a time frame where people need to be left with hope and purpose mm-hmm. instead of fake news.
1: Yeah, totally. And, That's right. And Nathan, uh, this guy has traveled the world with me, literally. Uh, he, I've dragged him to Oxford uh, United Kingdom and Israel with me. It's oh been a, it's been a tough gig for him, <laughs> and uh, he had a nice little jaunt in Iceland trying to get over to to Oxford with us. But uh, that's another story, right, Nathan?
5: Yep, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> so Nathan, while we we're in Oxford, you had an interesting uh, encounter. Now Ox- Oxford, everyone is where C.S. Lewis and J.R. Tolkien wrote incredible books that have changed literally culture to this day, um, and Nathan, we were on Addison's Walk where mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis had an encounter with the Holy Spirit walking with Jared Tolkien and Hugo Dyson at uh, Modellin College. Now, when we were there, you had a particular encounter or uh,
2: an, an experience. epiphany or whatever you call it.
1: Yeah. Can you tell us yeah. that experience? What, what, what happened when you were there?
5: Yeah, so um, I had this idea of before I went to Oxford, I wanted to bring the final book of the Chronicles of Narnia called The Last Battle um, with me because I was in the process of reading the Chronicles of Narnia and I had the last one left to finish. Uh, So I brought it with me to Oxford and then on the free day where um, we wanted to go to Addison's Walk and spend time there, I just had that little nudge in my spirit, like you should bring the last battle and you should finish it on Addison's Walk. And so I brought it with me and I found a nice quiet place uh, by a little river and was reading it. And while I was there, I just got this sense of just feeling so grafted into the mantle of C.S. Lewis, the creative mantle that God gave him to communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ through creative storytelling. And I had this thought, I was like, this is where C.S. Lewis was truly opened up to the truth of who Jesus is and where he, you know, he was wrestling with J.R.R. Tolkien throughout the night and ultimately came to um, accept Jesus Christ as his savior. And if it weren't for that moment, the Chronicles of Narnia would have never been written. That's right. And I was there on Addison's Walk over a hundred years later, reading the finished product of C.S. Lewis or one of his finished products of his faith and one of the legacies that he's left us. Um, and I was so touched by that. I was amazed, and I did finish the book, and it was—I cried. I was. I was so, so blessed. I bet. It was amazing. You're bringing
1: tears to my eyes right now. I <laughs> yes. mean, it's a powerful encounter. That was a personal moment for you, and it set you into your book uh, that you released this year. Um, tell last us about year, your book, actually. or last year. It's The Epic of Merindel, The Chosen. Uh, it's an epic yeah. fantasy a book, and it's going to be part of a series. This is his first book. And uh, tell us about The Epic of Marindel.
2: In, uh, yeah. tw- in, in, in like, in, you know, a minute. <laughs> <In> a minute. <laughs> a minute.
5: <laughs> I'll try, I'll try. Um, the Epic of Merindel is a kind of like the Chronicles of Narnia. It's a retelling of the gospel story um, where it has allegorical characters that represent God and represent Christ and represent Israel. Um, but it also relates to the present day where there's characters who are trying to make sense of this legend of the kingdom of Merondale. Um, which symbolizes the kingdom of heaven, and they each develop a relationship with the great king who symbolizes God. Um, And it looks different for everyone, so it's very raw and real into how we each relate with God in different ways and overcome challenges by trusting him. Um, And this is just the first of a... It's going to be a pretty long series, I think.
2: You know what? You can make it as long as you want because you're the author. That's right. Mm -hmm. Would would you entice us a little bit by, choose about a 60-second portion. I know it's hard to do in an entire book, but choose a 60-second portion that you can read to us that can whet our appetites, and we can find out more about how people can order the book and uh, have you help us close this segment. Would you be so kind to do that for us, Nathan Keyes?
5: Of course. So this is a segment I picked out that introduces the kingdom of Merindell. It's from one of the earliest chapters in the book. So long ago, during the era of peace, there was a great city unlike any other. Unmatched in splendor and power, it truly was the crown jewel of the realm. It belonged not to any kingdom, for it was never on land. It appeared here, it appeared there. No one knew where it would be next. How was that possible, you might ask? Many find it hard to believe, but this majestic city rode on the back of a giant sea turtle. The city was called Marindel, and it was home to a thriving race of elves who lived under the governance of the Galerim of the Sea. Each of the Galerim elves possessed tremendous wisdom and magical abilities, enabling them to command the very seas they dwelled in, along with every living thing in the depths. My- the sovereign ruler of Marindel The head of the Galerim and the oldest, wisest, and most powerful of them all was called the great king of the sea. Together with the citizens of Marindel, he sought to ensure peace, justice, and harmony for the entire realm of Tyrza, not only for elves and sea creatures, but for every living thing. The era of peace was established as the fruit of their efforts. Not a single monster nor any creature of darkness was found in any kingdom of the realm at that time. But one day everything changed.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness! But one you know, day, Nathan, I'll tell you what I got. I got the shivers when I when I heard you present that yeah, and that's uh, awesome. well well read yeah. and you know we live on. Sadly, we live by the clock. Probably not like it is in your your book. the, yeah. the, the clock is less important in <laughs> your book, I'm sure. But my, yeah. I want our listening friends to be inspired yeah. by you and. Uh, We've got maybe 30, 40 seconds. Can you believe that, Nathan, in this, in this wow. entire segment? So would you like to leave a, a word of encouragement, and then Bray and I will close this segment with great thanks to you for yeah. sharing some of your inspiration? Of
5: course. Um, I would say, just as my encouragement with the, the times that we're living in right now, where it seems like darkness is having its moment of victory, just keep pressing in. Keep pressing in to your calling that God has given you, and keep, on believing that you have what it takes through Christ to change the world.
2: My, yeah, my. Come on. Nathan Keys, remarkable Nathan, guy. Good find for you Nathan
1: there. Nathankeys.com, you can look him up. Nathankeys.com and that's K E Y S. K E Y
2: S. Nathan, you're a mighty man of God. God bless you, sir.
1: Yeah, I love you, man. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you so much, guys.
2: This is a pleasure. Bray, you you you've got some amazing Uh, skilled people we've just tasted of one of them we've got more coming we got more coming and i have some friends that are authors as well you're going to be impressed by those as well i love in the next segment we're going to bring on a lady let me just tell you the title of her book because that's going to set the stage for what she's going to share with us it's called the secret places of the heart yutha shoal and she's going to be with bray wyckoff and kaz come on we come right back yeah you're listening to
0: Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise.
2: Rock Church, East County. God is doing a wonderful work in the city of San Diego and all over the world. He's uniting the hearts of the people. But most importantly, he's drawing us back to what our original purpose is to love each other.
0: Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise.
2: Here's Kaz Taylor. And I'm here with Bray Wykoff of the Kingdom Writers Association, the founder. And Bray, I'm having more almost illegal amount of fun than I'm having. <laughs> you're going to be arrested very shortly, <laughs> my friend. You're coming along with me. If, I'm, if, I, have to be, if I have to be, you know, handcuffed... I'd... Well, I'm in good company then. Yeah, it'd, it'd I'm in fun. good company. Well, you know, we say that with tongue-in-cheek, but the truth of the matter is sometimes in the world today, when yeah. you're doing godly things, yeah. uh, you're, you have more and more of a target on your back. That's right. So are, are we willing to go all the way with him. yeah. And one of the callings of the people that are writing their books are to inspire people to come to ask themselves the question, Yeah, am I willing to go all the way? That's right. And what does that look like, sound like, feel like? Yeah. And a lot of people, God has given words to go against those comments so that people can know what it looks and feels and you know, smells like.
1: That's right. It, God is saying this, it's a scribal army that he's Ooh. assembling. Not a, It's not a single... Uh, individual sport, and uh, he is uniting us together. So he's literally handcuffing all of us uh, uh, scribes together.
2: A scribal army. army. Yep. Come on. Yep. It sounds like maybe that was a phrase that you may have used in one of your books. I don't know. I'm just getting Because, you know, we're, you know, we're going to spend one of our segments talking about your book series. I won't even go there yet. I'm just going to dangle it out there so other people can, are going to have to listen to the entire show. Oh,
1: man. I have so much fun telling stories. We've got some wild, wild ones.
2: Here's a lady that has been a friend of mine for a long time. Her name is Yutha Scholl, and I was looking at her book, and I'm looking at the chapters. I always look at the number of chapters. There's, can you believe this? 99 chapters in this book, and wow. but but the point of the matter is, don't be concerned about the number of chapters. Be concerned about the content because she has taken her her thoughts, and it may be one page or a couple pages per thought, and so I mean a hundred. Hundred uh, chapters it gives you the wrong idea. Right, it's just a, a powerfully anointed book, my dear friend Yutha Scholl. How you doing, Yutha?
6: Hey, I'm here. I'm doing really good. Okay. Uh,
2: Hi, i Yutha. I want you. I'm I don't know whether you met here. Uh, I-, I want you to meet Bray Wyckoff. You need to get connected with him because he's yeah. got. a a whole troop. He, he he calls them a scribal army. You're,
1: yeah, you're part of that scribal army, whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to connect
2: you guys, and my listening friend, I would like to connect you as well. You, yeah, I, quick story about Yutha before she uh, tells a little bit about her book. Uh, we used to minister together at a place called, called uh, Skyline Church uh, with Judy and Keith mm-hmm. Wade on, like, Wednesdays, and we just worshiped and praised, and uh, prayed and things like that. It was a remarkable environment. And we'd do an open microphone kind of a thing during worship. And youth would come up and she'd go, I have something. And she would declare something. <laughs> I'm going, that is the most remarkable thing. And she goes, well, God just gave it to me, so I, I knew you had the writings of a book within you mm. from early on. <laughs> so so, so yeah. what was the process in you getting inspired to actually take it from maybe journaling and go, okay, well, I'm going to transcribe this and make it into a book what what did that sound like what did that feel like you
6: well it started out as a um i read a statement that said when you speak people hear when you write it speaks to the next generation Mm -hmm. and so it just hit my heart that i personally god kind of want to leave a footprint For the next generation so i was writing this actually to my granddaughters all my writings all my journalings, and god said wait a minute there's other people out there (laughs) that need to hear this and that's where it started and then i went to first samuel where god said speak lord for your servant listens actually eli did i prayed for wisdom that i would listen i begin to write things for my life that through Scripture would help my granddaughters, but would help others navigate through their lives. And that was my whole inspiration was Mm -hmm. that statement that books last forever, but one speaking engagement, those people hear you. But in a book, people in the next generation are going to hear. And that was my inspiration.
2: That's so true. And well, but, But the other piece of the equation, of course, there's videos and things like that, but the truth of the matter is there's always been power in the written word. Isn't that right, Bray?
1: Yeah, it, you know, we just look at the Bible. Uh, that's pretty power packed.
2: You know, I can hardly wait for you. I know, you know, when you've got ninety nine chapters saying read a one minute segment, Yutha, you go, what in the world? Well, I know, I know you yeah. well enough to know. Here is what you did. You go, Lord, help yeah. me. Yeah, that's who you are. <laughs> I did. So I did. What was the process in you determining which? Uh, one minute segment to read and then I'm going to have you read it for us would you be so kind you have to first tell us this little brief story of how you the process and you discovering what you wanted to read to our people on the air
6: oh there's so many in there that and you know 99% of the book is written from my experiences mm-hmm. it's written from my heart it's then people tell me well how do you hear from god well in uh, this thing here that I'm going to read, Chapter 17, called Essential Elements, basically to hear from God. Yes. And that's where I am because people nowadays, there's so much noise out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much white noise. There's so much dark noise. There's so much, you know, people with their voices overriding each other. And so what I want to read is uh, Essential Elements.
2: Okay, One well, b- most... b- b- hang on for a second. I need to give you the proper introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, okay. boys and girls, right here <laughs> yeah. on this radio show for Come Together San Diego, I introduce to you the author of Secret Places of the Heart, Yutha Scholl. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Yutha. Sorry you. about that. We can't, okay. We're can't. corny. We just can't help it. Go ahead, Yutha.
6: Okay. One of the most essential elements of a Christian is to have a secret, intact relationship with the Father. In the father in the hidden places of my heart you make me know wisdom those who spend time in his word will find wisdom i personally would have never known the savior's love half as much if i had never been in the storms of affliction so whether your storms originate from hell's fury or the world's distractions of finance family illness we waste too much of our time on worldly matters so many things can pull us away from finding time with the father Psalm 46:10 says, "Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations." Although Emerson had a statement that I like is, "Be silent and hear the whispers of God." Um, so, what I want to say is that we need to linger in His
3: presence.
6: Mm-hmm. Um, it, back in my new book, I have a whole thing on lingering in His presence. We need to linger. We need to abide. Joshua. Moses left the tent after meeting with God. Joshua stayed in the tent. So when Joshua came time to lead the people of Israel, God knew his heart. Mm. God knew Joshua's heart because he had lingered in the presence of God. My, my. And, I mean, that's a fearful thing to fill the mighty shoes of Moses.
3: Sure.
6: But he had spent time lingering with God to the point where he just stepped into it.
3: Mm -hmm. And, um,
6: of course he was afraid. God said many times, Joshua, don't be afraid, but, um, he lingered. And that's what I want to come across today that, um, we have to have that, um, we have to have that lingering. Um, and my encouragement would be to linger as you develop a heart to heart relationship with him. You're trying to find your place in life and you're trying to, um, he will, in his time, after lingering with him, speak to your heart, Isaiah 30, 21, and your ears will hear a word behind you saying this is the way, walk you in it when you turn to the right or to the left. And how I got from my daughter granddaughter's journaling was my aunt came down and I, I had my book of all this stuff. And she said, oh, my, you got to publish this stuff. Mm. She said, you said this will really reach people's hearts. And so anyway, I called Trilogy Publishing, and um, they read um, 10 pages of my book and called me back and said, we want to do your book.
2: Oh, I wish it were that easy for the rest of us, I'll tell you. That's fantastic.
6: (laughs) Yeah, and so I went from there, and now I've written a second book that's at the editors, and I'm really excited um, that God has given me this gift of encouraging people, which is what I feel like um, that he's done. I, um, yeah. there's a Bible verse it's all about. that it's, I've got a Bible verse that inspired me. Um, that says, um, the Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are taught that I may know how to sustain with the word, him who is weary. Uh, morning by morning, he wakens me with my ear to hear as those who are taught. And it all comes from that secret place Mm. in our heart my, my, my. the secret place way in there where we don't even know we have it sometimes mm. but it's all of us have something a gift um and my book is kind of like conversations yes um with people so it's more of a conversational talk yes um with people and um somebody asked me why didn't you write a hundred pages and i said I had to think about it. and said, "That's all God gave me." It was ninety nine. I
2: like it. That that's so good. <laughs> Yutha, thanks for joining us yeah. here. And you know, Bray and I have an ulterior motive in this show, and it's to encourage writers. Yes, <laughs> to encourage. write. And if and you and you're a writer, you got the first part. You're, you're a writer, but you haven't written it with such an idea that you yeah. want to share with other people. Youtha, one of the things you said was you just wrote it actually for your own edification and for your kids, and all of a sudden the word came down to your heart that this is stuff that needs to be shared by other people. My generations. Friends, yes, Beautiful. right. And, and, yeah, generations. Yes, so yes, yes, Yeah. Well, you know, we're out of time here, but I wanted to thank you for spending some time with us and give us a quick, a very quick uh, way that we can find out about your, this book, Secret Places of the Heart and then one that's soon coming. What's a, a quick website? Is it through Amazon or how?
6: It's Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and it's on Kindle. It's actually been translated. I was, Honored into German. Oh wow! Wow. uh, I'm really excited about the book. I'm excited about my new book, and um, so
5: yes, which
6: is it's a whole different kind of a book that I'm really excited about. Well,
2: well, I wish we had time to ex. uh, ex Go to Amazon and, and buy that book, yes, everybody. Yes, yes, yes. And so, be encouraged. So Esther <laughs> Scholl, thank you. Y- Yutha, I'm sorry about Yutha. Yutha. Uh, you're a, a mighty woman of God, yep. and uh, you just heard and you obeyed, and this is one of the results of that. Yeah. So Yutha, thanks for joining yes. us. And Bray we've got uh, many, many more people coming on. Some yeah. of them are your, your, the people that you've... Uh, Encouraged in 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 light of this, and yeah, I have a few as well. Me.
1: Yeah, we've got some, we got tons of people coming. So. Yes,
2: yes, yes. So, Yutha, thank you very much, my friend. God bless you, and see you soon. And and Bray, it's time for us to take a, a break. Yeah. Uh, you got to uh, get now. Here's the deal: the, the writers sometimes have to go within uh, a publisher's directive or an editor's direction. So, um in f- seven words, <laughs> say something that people will know that they need to come right back in seven words. I'm counting. Ready? Go.
1: <laughs> I just gave a blank stare. <laughs> no, you need to come back because we're talking about there's generational blessings and there's stuff that you guys are you're going to have a deep impartation
0: of writing tonight.
2: There you go, Bray Wyckoff and Kaz. I guess we'll be right back.
0: Yes. More come together, San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next on K Praise. Come together, San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K Praise. And we're
2: back again. Welcome, welcome. Yes, yes, Bray Wyckoff. It sounds like he's already the, the host of the show. I feel like maybe I can step away for you know, the rest I'm of the so hour. I'm so glad
1: Cass Taylor's <laughs> on the show tonight.
3: Thank you for coming. <laughs>
2: well, I'm actually going to hand the baton to you, Bray, because the next person on the air is one of your dear, sweet author friends. Yeah. And I'm going to hand it to you and let you interview him and right. uh, kind of cast the vision. And uh, I'll just, of course, every once in a while I'll come in and say, you've got three seconds left, Bray. Yeah. You know, things like that. He'll bully me off the air. Bray Wyckoff, uh, introduce (laughs) us to your next
7: great friend.
1: Hey, we've got Dr. Lawrence Wood on the show tonight. Doctor, are you there?
7: I am. How are you, Bray? I'm doing good, Larry. for the opportunity. It's a pleasure.
1: Hey, guys. Dr. Lawrence A. Wood has over 40 years of service to the community as a physical therapist, flight surgeon, and naval officer. Come on. He retired from the U.S. Navy at the rank of captain, and after a few years in the civilian sector, Dr. Wood retired from the practice of ophthalmology and transitioned to what? writing. Yes, but how, how long did it
2: take you to practice ophthalmology? That, that, was, that was pretty good, wasn't it, Doctor? I
1: got to that word, and I'm like, uh-oh.
2: How about hydroxychloroquine? I mean, that took me a little while. How about you, Doctor?
1: Larry, how are you doing, my friend?
7: I'm doing just wonderful. Thank you, guys, very much. I, I really am appreciative of of this time that you're giving me. So
1: you transitioned out of this this uh, 40 year service into writing. Yeah. You know, what were you thinking?
7: <laughs> well, it really, when I think back at it, and I and I uh, I've, I've been writing even before uh, uh, I, I started the, my medical career. It, it didn't go anywhere, and I didn't take it too seriously, but. Once I got into medicine, then it, it it kept nagging at me, and then finally I started doing it.
1: Yeah. So you wrote a couple crime fiction novels. Correct. Uh, yeah. Among Pigeons was the first one, and the yeah. second one is Love and Death Among Pigeons. I love the title. Yeah. By I the feel way. like
2: I need to do sound effects behind this.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> So, tell us a little bit about uh, Among Pigeons. This is—I uh, I love the story. It's you—you—you you, you focus on the humanity side of telling stories, uh, Yes. And uh, your main character. Tell us how that that came about.
7: Well, it came about because growing up in New York City, I, there was a, a homeless man that we uh, dubbed John the Bum, and uh, we would see him every every. Uh, a year come through the neighborhood he'd stay around a while and uh we would tease him and we'd do some awful things to him and then uh he'd be gone by fall or winter but uh that was the routine for us and and him and uh as i grew up and finally left new york uh finally i i, I started asking questions like uh, who is this guy anyway but uh, by yeah. then i was sure he's he had passed and and I wasn't going back to New York from, from California just for that, uh, to get those questions answered. So I started, uh, you know, relationships with homeless people, and then I finally decided to write a book, then a second book about it. And uh, I decided to, that it would be, I'd spice it up with some crime, because, uh,
3: <laughs>
7: you know, being out there on the streets, they certainly, homeless people certainly come upon that often.
3: Yeah.
1: I love it. I love the how you are just an amazing storyteller, and uh, uh, a visionary you're taking something that happened to you in your past and then flipping it into uh, a story uh, with redemption involved. And um,
7: well, well, guess what, Greg? That's all God. That's right. Even though, even though uh, you know uh, John the bum, he was the messenger which I rejected until late in life. And it's, you know, in the book, uh, just, uh, Roman Barnes, he's seeking redemption. But guess what? It's my redemption as well, as I tell the story.
3: Yeah.
1: So do you have a little, did you have like a little snippet that you wanted to read um, out of Among Pigeons or
7: something like that, one of the books? Uh, if if you don't mind, I'll read from the, the second one, uh,
3: sure.
7: Love and Death. So, um, Greg, that you're going to read, that I'm reading about right now, is one of the detectives, and he's uh, missing his uh, partner. So he's sitting there in the, in, the, in, in, the, in the office. So anyway, here it goes. Gray's mind was amused by the most insignificant things. He watched the fluorescent light flicker. Then he looked at the shoes of a woman sitting at a desk about 15 feet from him. He liked the red spike heels. The strap across her toes matched her red toenails, which were well-polished. She could be a prostitute, but it was unlikely. It didn't look as though she was being interrogated, just questioned. She noticed him and his attention turned elsewhere. A young woman stood at a young man stood at the window, his ears were pierced and gauged to about an inch. Gray could look through the openings in his earlobes to view the city skyline. <laughs> it was it was eerie and to be able to look through a person's body and see scenery. It was like looking through a camera lens, but it was creepy. As the young man moved his head, a ray of light streamed through, but for only a split second. Greg watched to see if it was his imagination or did he really see light come through. As weird as it seemed, he wanted to see it again. He wondered if he could get a picture of this phenomenon. Okay, there you go.
3: That's wow. Let me just,
2: I'll. I'll never forget the quote that you you gave there, uh, Lawrence Wood. Now, when looking through his pierced ears, it was eerie. I mean, eerie. Please, <laughs> I, you, you know, this is uh, you, play a word. You you yeah. you you had some fun there, but I. How, how commanding is this? I mean, yeah. amazing. Uh, we've got about a, a minute and a half. And I love and the half, fact so.
1: that Larry, you you you're now transitioning into like a, a director role. You're you're doing some film now. Wow. so it's fun to yeah, see well, yeah. writing move into um, moving pictures.
7: Yeah, actually, uh, I I wrote a commercial and a uh, four minute film based on the book and got somebody's attention. And now we're in talks to uh, put it in. We're in pre production now, which was delayed, but uh, that's okay. Yes, yes. So I'm okay with it.
2: Would you mind giving us uh, an inspiration? We've got a lot of writer wannabes that are listening Mm. to this. Uh, A very brief, you know, 30 second encouragement to these people, and Bray and I are going to have to get off. And go to a break and introduce yeah. some other multitudes of of authors as well. So, <laughs> yeah, Doctor, Wood, sure. would you be so kind?
7: Well, I just take a, a direction from God because He's imaginative. He's He's the creator, and we're the creatives. Yeah. So, just be imaginative, and don't don't worry about uh, uh, things too much. Just get it out. Just get it out, and just give yourself permission to be free to write whatever you, you you've been you've been told to write, Come and on. don't be afraid. Just do
1: it. That's so good. And when? Uh, what's the website that we can find your books or to learn more about you or um, buy yeah, your books? Uh,
7: well, uh, you can go to Amazon, that's for sure. And uh, there's Lawrence Wood, LawrenceAWoodMD.com. And, yeah, those are the two main ones. Okay,
1: LawrenceAWoodMD.com. Very good. You got it. Thank you for being
2: and an inspiration to our listeners, uh, Lawrence. You... you you definitely got the goods. Yeah. And, but the thing is, everybody that's listening in one way or another has the goods, but is taking it to that next phase, which is taking it, putting it to paper, uh, and then uh, figuring out how God wants you to take it and make it uh, communicate that message to other people. Doctor- and that big patience. So just be patient. <laughs> thank you. That was really a great, wise word, Yes, wasn't it? it is.
1: Larry, you are an inspiration. <laughs> very good. Thank you. I appreciate you thank, very much.
2: Thank you, uh, Dr. Lawrence Wood, for your insights, and uh, write some more. We, yeah. need, we need your your skill set, because people need to know the truth, no matter whether you do it in fact or fiction. That's right. And yep. We need thank that in you. the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, thank you uh, Dr. Lawrence Wood. We love God you, man. Bless you. You know, Bray, I I know these these segments go so fast, don't they? I know it's like a
1: blur. I'm like, I want to talk to these people some more.
2: <laughs> I know, I know. And but that's one good thing that they they write it on paper. You get to read them, and you go, I want more. And so that you forces yeah. them to write another yeah. book and another book and another book.
1: Yeah. And all of these people that you're we're talking about are able to uh, be able to contact them. They're open. So I love reach out that. To
2: them. I love that. Uh somewhere else in the show, I need you to tell a little bit more about Kingdom Writers Association of so course. people can get involved. Until then, we've got a, a break and then we come back. And uh, I, I want to I really appreciate Bray Wyckoff because he's got things to share. Yeah. And so many other people that are calling in that we've asked to share about what they're doing have much to share as well. So Bray and Kaz will be right, right back. back.
0: This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPRZ. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ San Marcos Poway and K29CR Encinitas, FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego, I'll tell the world. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on KPRZ.
2: Hey, hello, my friends. We're back. Bray Wyckoff, Kingdom Writers Association. Hello, hello. And uh, we've got some great uh, writers here, but the f- point of the matter that I want to make, and I think Bray does too, is there are a lot of great writers that don't yeah. even know they're writers yet. That's right. And we want to kind of be an inspiration.
1: Yeah, I want to encourage you guys and pull that, pull the gold out of you guys. I so like it. It's time to write. I like I like it, I like and it. And write dangerous. Oh, what does that mean? <laughs> that means write for the kingdom and don't hold back.
2: Don't hold back don't hold back here's a dear sweet friend of mine uh she is a relatively new author and uh, she she goes author me and uh, yes. she's just writing what god tells her to write well guess what that's an author <laughs> that's right. pam yancey how are you
8: hi kaz i'm great i'm glad to be here um, hi Bree. <laughs> hi, Pam.
1: i wish you were a little bit more excited
8: <laughs> <laughs> always
6: excited
2: yes, always yes,
8: excited when I hear my buddy's voice
2: <laughs> well you know one of the things she's a wonderful worship leader with Limitless Realms International Ministries we, we've a minister out of the garden in, in Vista, California. Oh, yeah. And one of the things that I love from her is Pam, why, why she, she does read some sheet music every once in a while and do that, but that sheet music gets thrown away fairly early on because <laughs> Holy Spirit stirs her to sing songs that people have never heard before. That's because Pam has never heard them before either. <laughs> and that's, she carries that writing, that writing anointing yeah. into not only music, but also into the printed page as well. So and she's just published a, a, a new book. And it's called Genesis Revisited Creation Week. Tell us a little bit of a story behind that. I'm going to have you read a segment, and then I was in Washington D.C. as you know, Pam, and some of you, my listening friends, know as well, and had a chance to spend some time with a, a lady, Joyce Fuller. There, she's uh, a host hostess for for home for housing. When you go to Washington, D.C., but she's also a remarkable uh, 89-year-old poet, and her work hasn't been recognized, and when she read some of her stuff, particularly on the subject of abortion, I, wow. I knew we were going to do that, and I know, Pam, you have run across uh, Joyce as well in some of your exca- escapades in Washington, D.C.
8: Yeah, she's a beautiful woman, just yes. open heart, open home, um, and her daughter, too. You know, yes. it was, it was uh, beautiful to Becky, meet her.
2: Yes, and she's... Every, everybody that meets with her figured they want to either be her daughter or their son. Or move her son. in. Or <laughs> move in. So what was the inspiration about you and the Genesis Revisited uh, Creation Week? I know this is something, you know, you knew you had to put it down to paper somehow, but you didn't know about the publishing thing or the writing thing. Give us the brief story because we want to save a little bit of time not only for you to read an excerpt from that, but also to give about a minute and a half of Joyce. Uh, reading her poem as we close this segment. So lay it right. on us, well, Pam.
8: Okay. Rizzi. Well, I would say that from a very young age, um, the word right was uh, put over me, and you know, like you said, I wrote worship songs and um, just listened and and was speak the the words that the Lord gave me, and sing the words. But uh, this rite was coming up, and I was reading the greatest manual we'd all agree is the Bible, right? Yeah. The greatest book yes. on earth, That's that right. book. And so I'm sitting down reading it out of Genesis in the first seven days, and he says, write this. And so I kind of wrote a mini-manual. And uh, it sets us up, you know. The first seven days sets us up for encouragement and compassion and discipline and instruction. And my little book that I wrote kind of is that way. It's a little mini manual on uh, steps to follow uh-huh. principles <laughs> for
2: success. Mm-hmm. And it's an easy, it's an easy but an inspirational read. It reminds me, Pammy, of the scripture in um, Ecclesiastes that says, "That which was is, and that which is." Uh, shall be there's nothing new under the sun so what you've done is you've taken the uh, uh, creation week and you've actually revisited it and and you've poured other things that are not only valid for the then into the present and even into the future it's Mm. inspirational so would you do us would you do us the honor of reading your selected uh, portion and uh, then we'll talk a little bit about it then you and I uh, with with Bray in the background will introduce Joyce Fuller and her poem you'll be blown away with that as well my friends so yes he
8: Okay. Well, my husband wanted me to read. This book is dedicated to my loving husband of 40 years. <laughs> but <laughs> I chose to read a snippet out of Day 5, and it's really because of the times that we're in. Um, we're in a lot of chaos. We're in a lot of division. There's anger and strife in and out of the church. So this is Day 5. And uh, meanwhile, Jonah ends up in the mouth of a gigantic fish. Imagine the stench, the darkness, and the danger. Pure yuck. Yet, there was such promise of deliverance in Jonah's crying out, not for him, but for a people who needed to hear the truth and be set free. After three days in the belly of the whale, Jonah was deposited onto dry ground and made his way to Nineveh to preach the words of truth the deliverer gave him to release. This son of truth released a catalyst word that ushered those who would otherwise have been destroyed into repentance, saving them from utter destruction. One would think that Jonah would have been thrilled to be used in such a way, but the truth is, what he chose to believe left him bitter. Ask yourself, does my truth supersede God's? Search within to discover whom or what are your Ninevites. Is there a place of unrighteousness that needs to hear the Savior's truth spoken from your lips? Are you ignoring the call to set things in order because? Because punishment is deserved from your point of view? Because of your bitterness? Because of your self-righteousness? Know that absolute truth will prevail, and submit to your assignment early on, recognizing that all are precious in his sight, regardless of the false truth that your flesh desires to believe. Isn't it remarkable that the Redeemer's truth, even when spoken through a contrary mouth, can bring about a heart change? True repentance always brings forth a positive result, for the Word says that prayer, humbleness, and a turning from wickedness heals our land as we seek his faith.
2: Mm. Pammy, wow! how remarkable. How yeah. remarkable. And I was wondering how we were going to transition from your reading to Joyce Uh, fuller's reading but there's no transition needed it's automatic because one of the things that you said in there about true repentance Mm. uh and turning from our ways you know in in second chronicles and that's one of the things that we took away from uh our time in washington dc recently you Mm. know that pam and the scripture if my people are called by my name uh seek my face turn from their wicked ways i will hear from heaven and i will heal their land a lot of things that need to be healed in our land yeah and Pammy, you know one of the things that I know this is dear, near and dear to your heart too is the injustice that's going on with the unborn. Yeah, the injustice is there. Yeah. So, um, just a very quick thought about uh, Joyce Fuller from you, and then we're going to ha- introduce Joyce Fuller and her poem. And uh, I think you'll be amazed by it, my friends, as well. Uh, so go ahead. Just a quick thought about Joyce Fuller, and then we're going to introduce her and one of her. She she writes hundreds literally hundreds of poems, and some of them are just so timely for the now, it's unbelievable, as Mm. her poem is. A quick thought, and then we're going to introduce Joyce Fuller and her work.
8: Okay, well, I would say that Joyce Fuller is very full of the Lord, and listening to her will inspire you and lift you up and encourage you for the fight that's ahead. Mm.
2: Very good. I think without uh, any more of my words right now, let me pass the baton to Joyce Fuller and her one of her multiple poems that deal with Abortion and God's solutions even in the midst of this contrary thing.
9: Hello, this is Joyce Fuller. This poem is entitled, Who Will Speak for Us? Millions of tiny ones yet in the womb asking, What is our crime? Why must we die before time? We thought we were safe in mother's warm womb, but suddenly... It becomes a cold, cold tomb. Silently we scream as the surgeon's curette severs us, limb from limb, the pull of suction tearing us away from the safe place we were in. Now laid out on an ice-cold table to make sure all our parts are there, by one whose conscience is greatly seared, all very clinical, Not one ounce of care. Who will speak for us? Who will plead our case? Silently, we cry out from every tribe and race. Mm.
2: Thank you, Joyce Fuller. You're welcome. Any parting words as we close
9: this? May this coming year be the year that Roe v. Wade
2: goes
9: goes
3: away, is what she said. Wow.
9: My listening
2: friend, there you go. No more need to talk about that right now. I want you to ponder that as Bray Wy, uh, Bray Wykoff, and Kazimoto come right back.
0: <laughs> this is Come Together, San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together, San Diego, is just moments away. Now back to Come Together, San Diego. The live local show on Cape Race with
2: Kaz Taylor. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's more than just with Kaz Taylor. It's with Bray Wyckoff and, small text, Kaz Taylor. <laughs> Kaz Taylor. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. We're having a blast. You know, I'm looking at your shirt, I'm reading it, it says KWA, Kingdom Writers Association. Yeah. Uh, I know this is one of the reasons that you are here introducing some of your authors because of the Kingdom Writers Association. A very quick elevator speech about this, and then I'm going to have you introduce our next uh, writing guest. Yeah,
1: KingdomWritersAssociation.com, that's where you can find out all about us. But it's all about encouraging, equipping, and empowering the writers to go after their calling mm-hmm. of what God has called them to write specifically. So it's a group that's he'll, here to help you and encourage you and champion you to go after it, and you'll thrive within this community.
2: One of the things I notice, when, when you talk about a writer, some people think, well, it's a book. It yeah. doesn't have to be a book. No,
1: it, ha- it can be anything that you're called to write. It could be law, uh, it could be um, a-, a blog, a magazine, article, whatever it is.
2: Uh, yes, that right. you're called to write yeah, scripting scripts yeah movies yep all yeah, absolutely. of it so you have a person on the line here that you want to brag about a little bit and introduce her why don't you do that and then you do the introduction
1: yeah we've got another fabulous uh kwa member uh her name is michelle mosley and she just came out with a new book michelle are you there
10: yes i'm right here
1: hi michelle how are you doing
8: i'm doing great bray how are you
1: i'm doing fantastic um guys just to let you know who michelle is uh she lives here in san diego with her husband And she has two male Padawans. That's a Star Wars term. So two uh, (laughs) baby boys, uh, some houseplants, and a moderately impressive collection of semi-functional typewriters.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I'm a semi-functional typewriter, too.
1: (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) So I love it. Thank you, and welcome to the show, Michelle.
10: Well, thank you for having me. This is awesome.
1: So, Michelle, I was reading your bio and in there you talk about uh, an experience you had with your third grade uh, in third grade can you tell us about that experience
10: yeah so um, I wasn't very good in school um, and I didn't learn until the following year fourth grade that I had really bad dyslexia Mm. so school was not fun or enjoyable for me at all uh, except for art class (laughs) and then in third grade Um, we started, you know, writing corner, which, you know, 1030 on Tuesdays, we had about half an hour. We were given a writing prompt or we got to choose from a list of writing prompts and then tell a story. And I would get this like feeling of just like a fire in my chest, you know, eight years old, seven, eight years old. Um, and I just needed to write this story and I would, you know, other kids were writing, you know, maybe a page, maybe two, I was writing four or five and afterwards, we, I think we turned them in, but I don't remember turning them in. Like they weren't graded the way other things were graded. We got to stand up if we wanted to and read them out loud. And so it was the first time that I had something to present in school that wasn't graded for my spelling that, you know, I wrote it so I could read it. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't, you know, trying to decipher the code of reading for a dyslexic third grader. Mm. And so it was, it was something that was just so enjoyable and so validating to me. And there was one time my teacher was reading over my shoulder while I was reading out loud. And she's like, that's not what you wrote. I'm like, yeah, I'm editing it. I'm making it better (laughs) (laughs) as I read. Uh, And that just sort of lit a fire. And even through the years where, you know, I was so discouraged after finding out I had dyslexia, um, I didn't think I could write. And, you know, going back to other teachers who didn't care that I was writing creatively or writing well. They cared that my spelling was terrible. I didn't think I could be a writer. And then that, you know, came out when I was a teenager, right after I became a Christian, I was actually pursuing acting and I had started writing this book that was really a Pirates of the Caribbean fan fiction and realized, wow, I want to quit acting. Sorry, Mom, you spent a lot of money on those classes. <laughs> I think I'm done. <laughs> um, I I want to be a writer, and that's where it started for me.
2: Wow, that's great. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. looking at Scripture, it and does. I go, was there a verse somewhere that says, and God created spellcheck?
10: <laughs> right, you know, I, exactly. So,
2: so, I mean, we've got a lot of... Uh, uh grace tools in light of that we're going to have you read some of your stuff as well but you know i need to tell you my listening friends i also have suffered from lexdexia yeah Mm -hmm. and one of the challenges are that you you put words you know you know put you move letters around a little bit like that i realized when i was praying about it that god actually could use that to make me think in a different way than other people think Did you find that as well michelle
10: Absolutely, and actually, one of the calling cards of dyslexia is creativity because mm-hmm. a lot of it is right brain dominance. Yeah. And so, I wouldn't trade it for anything because if you, if if I were to not be dyslexic, if that were to do something to my creative mind, to my ability to come up with stories or characters, and enjoy being in those imaginary places, I wouldn't trade that for anything.
1: Yeah, and one of the I love this beautiful story because you're you're we're celebrating a, what the world considers a weakness. And this is where God steps in and makes it a strength. So I wanted you to share that because that's encouraging people that they can still go for it, no matter their limitations of the world that they think they have. But that's when God shows up. Michelle, you just uh, wrote your first book. It just got published. You're a happy author. Welcome to the family uh your book Thank is you. called Darkhara. It is mm-hmm. a uh epic fantasy book uh another one of those I love epic fantasy uh you know writers. I'm kind of you know lead, a little bit yourself, that way don't you, know? you? <laughs> so tell us about darkara and and do you have something uh real quick to read?
10: yes, uh I do so Darkara is a young adult fantasy so um, you know, I started writing as a teenager. That was sort of where all the most important things in my life happened. So writing for teenagers is, you know, I have a huge heart for that. I don't know if I ever really will stop feeling like I'm 17. So it, that's, that's a, you know, that's a helpful tool in writing for teenagers. Um, so in this one, um, you know, the main character, Anya, she's a 16 year old girl and she was raised in a society where your social class is determined by your military prowess. So she had the honor of being selected to train for the military, and she's done very well. And she's kind of, you know, moved through the ranks, and she's graduating into a very prestigious role. Um, but what her rulers don't know is that she receives visions from the Dargoon, which are these spirit beings kind of— um, I like that kind name, of think,
1: Dargun. Mm.
10: Yeah, kind of Old Testament, you know— um, you know, God being rejected by, by Israel. So they are these spirit beings who are, you know, basically what we would consider dragons Mm. and they once governed her people and then have since been rejected. Um, But they still communicate with her and she's sort of the last one who still receives these visions and they have an entirely different role for her. And as things progress in the story, you know, there's rumors of rebellion. She finds that either choice, either role for her comes at an extreme cost and, you know, that's consequences for her and those she loves. And there's a lot for her to be afraid of that mm. she needs to overcome throughout this story.
1: So you got a, a section to read there for us?
10: Yes, I do. So I chose a section from chapter one. Um, this is perfect. Uh, her talking to her best friend, Lewin, who is the only other person besides her grandmother who even knows that she um, that she has visions. So this is recounting... Um, a conversation that she had with him recently. So, Go for it. Yep. Lewin wants answers as much as I do. A few weeks ago, a vision came in the night when the images are strongest. Sometimes I see a single color or many blended together in different patterns. Sometimes the images resemble real things or at least an impression of them. That night, I saw the purest rows of silver and bronze, and they could have stretched on for miles like open fields of shimmering grass. The next morning, I scratched the shapes in the sand, trying to explain the colors and what they meant to Lewin. Out there, I said, gesturing to the high stone wall which separates the council hold from the sands and sea. Lewin's brow furrowed in question, puzzled. Not Seagate. Further. The land outside. The Dargoon are out there somewhere. There must be people who aren't part of the council holds, and why would I have visions unless his face relaxed but his eyes remained wide with wonder knowing what i was about to say but not quite letting himself fully believe it unless we are supposed to be out there too
2: wow that's awesome Wow. Well, you, you can just tell when a per- the first yeah. sentence a, uh, a when, one of these writers write you go the person has the goods yeah a great uh, writer you when <laughs> michelle has great, the writer. goods no question so about it so you
1: guys it. can reach uh, you can see all of michelle's work on her website k michelle with one l mosley Dot com, and that's M-O-S-E-L-E-Y.
2: I'm going to put a challenge to you there, Michelle. Uh, there are a lot of other uh, author wannabes that are listening to this broadcast, and we wanted to use this, brand. I wanted to use this as an inspiration to them as well. Give a 30-second uh, encouragement to these people about the anxieties and how they mm-hmm. can be dissolved just by that's sheer right. obedience. Would you do that for us, Michelle Mosley?
10: Yeah, Um So, you know, when you have something inside of you, whatever it is creatively or otherwise that has been put in there by God, and you have this fire in your soul, that passion— that thing that makes you feel more like you and makes you feel more alive than any anything else that 's what that 's what you cling on to and that 's what matters and Once you hold on to that and you recognize this is actually who I am and this is what I actually need to do, then nothing else matters. it all falls away and god 's grace covers all of our fears and all of our insecurities and in that, and yeah. gives a, he gives us the strength and the uh, the equipping that we need to move forward and what we're called to. Wow, not
2: so not good. spoken by a dexlexic, dexlexic person, but by a person <laughs> who's an... I couldn't even say that myself.
10: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but
2: a person who loves God and whom God is using yeah. mightily yeah. in your skill and your yeah. calling and your anointing. My friend Michelle Mosley, thank you for joining us. Yeah. And, uh, Get
1: her new book, Darkara, D-A-R-C-A-R-A. That's right. On and Amazon. On
2: Amazon. My listening friend... Uh, Bray and I have a great uh, person to share some of his excellent work. He's also known as one of the producers for Come Together San Diego. When Bray Wyckoff and I come right back. You're
0: listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise my name is jim garlow two things first one negative second one positive negatively if we saw the condition of our nation we would all be in prayer positively if we could see what god could do with our nation we'd all be in prayer now more of come together san diego the live local show on k praise here's kaz taylor
2: Hey, I have to laugh a little bit because uh, during this segment, while we're going to be talking about other people, one of the people I'm going to be talking about is the guy you just heard, Jim Garlow. And uh, we have these That's messages so cool. rotate in and out, so I had no clue that Jim Garla was going to be there because awesome. we're going to talk about him a little bit in this segment as well. But Bray, you and I are about to have have fisticuffs here. To, fisticuffs! To, wow. To determine who gets to interview this our next. You're so violent. Guest. Cass. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm just going to fight you with my eyes. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> this, this person you you hear about him much uh, on Come Together San Diego because. He has been a faithful partner with me, yeah. not only in this broadcast, but in the years that we've been doing broadcasts together, but also one of my personal friends. But he also not only is a personal friend yeah. of you, but he's also intricately and in, intimately involved with the uh, Kingdom Writers Association. Yeah. You take it from here, and then I'm going to grab it from you, and we're going to do yeah, this, this, this together. Yeah, guy, guy
1: is all about uh, San Diego and the community as, yes. and, as a whole, and uh, he's a KWA member family. Uh, for, for many years with us. And, and what's uh, his name again? Oh yeah, Neil Frazier. <laughs> hey, <laughs> welcome Neil. to the show, Neil. Hi, <laughs> welcome to the show. He spends more time than both of us I know, on he's show. always here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so not only is one of our key producers of this show, he is a remarkable writer. Yeah, And you know, Powerful. one of the things that, Bray, you, you and I know, it takes discipline to write books. Yeah. We have to do that. I, 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 Neil has discipline. It's just everywhere. I got to
1: keep up with this guy. He's on fire, ladies and gentlemen. What he the, what the Holy Spirit's working through him uh, from pen to paper or to keyboard is incredible.
2: Yes. And so where he's got many books and many thoughts going on continually, but this uh, book that we're going to be talking a little bit about is about be, uh, beholding Jesus in the Song of Songs. beholding Jesus in the Song of Songs. Ah. Uh. Wow, you, you the know, Song of Songs is one of my favorite books. Yes, it is. It, it is well, mine beautiful. too. Yeah. I, I didn't know that it was yours, but because it, <laughs> it was mine, I just <laughs> presumed <laughs> it was yours as well. <laughs> no, it's mine first. So why don't you entice? <laughs> we, we don't have to coax Neil too much to read from his stuff, but why don't you do the honors?
1: Yeah, Neil, this is which book number is this that you're reading to us? This uh, is
11: my fourth published book.
1: This is his fourth published book, ladies and gentlemen. And I knew Neil when he you hadn't even published your first one yet. So nope. He's on fire, and uh, so I'm excited. Read read for us today.
11: Uncle Neil. uh, A few uh, very short poems. Every Drop. These are prayers. You squeeze every drop of who you are to pour into me everything that makes you, you. I drink every drop. Of who you are, to form in me everything that makes you, you. I live every drop of who you are, to manifest everything that makes me, me. And another one, a tribute to my bridegroom. I am, I am your song. I am your lyrics. You write my story. I am your melody. You rock my world. I am your harmony. You layer yourself in me. I am your bass line. You vibrate throughout me. I am your rhythm. Your heartbeat pulses through me. I am your opus. You compose me. And lastly... Becoming yours, becoming you. Discovering, craving, adoring, becoming one, becoming yours. Gathering, assembling, one house, your house. Germinating, blossoming, one rose, your rose. Entwining, grafting, one vine, your vine, rising, standing, one new man, your new man, yielding, transforming, one bride, your bride. Well, uh-huh. you know, you,
2: yeah. one of the things, Bray, about Neil, he, he, he lives his life the way that he writes as well. As, he as, does, he, yeah. Uh, you don't, if you hang with Neil, you, you can't hang in the outer court very long. <laughs> no, no. you got to go straight past the holy place to, into the holy of holies with with him because he likes to dwell there, and he gets nuggets from there. But my listening friend, here's the deal. You don't want to read his work passively. No. You, you want to read his work if you want to go deep yeah. in the Lord. And yeah. so that's one of the reasons I really have been... Uh, a close friend of his for over decades really many many years
1: this is my first time hearing that this book was you know based off song of songs so i'm excited to get a copy of that Neil, and and put that on my shelf so what one of the uh, things you need to sign when and give it to it. you now oh come on one of the
11: things
2: you need to know about bray he'll do anything to get a free book no <laughs> no i i love buying <laughs> books and sewing oh, into I'll those
1: agree. that that worked hard and and put their their blood and sweat and tears into it so
2: Yes, and so this is a good time for you to give kind of an overview to encourage other people to d- dig into writing, but also have them research uh, KWA a little bit.
1: Yeah, um, you guys can go to KingdomWritersAssociation.com and research research all about us. We started in 2016 when God told me to gather the scribes and give him room to speak to them. Yes. And that's what we we did. We gathered uh, and we had five people in our first gathering. Mm-hmm. Me, Jill and three other people. Yes, yes. And then yes. Neil, I think you were on our second meeting. Yes, I was. So Neil was back in 2016 February our second meeting and we had about 10 people then. And, and now it's really expanded
2: but more than just the instruction in the in the fellowship horizontally, you do educational things to help inspire people and, I, and so that's a wonderful thing as well. In fact, you haven't really Fully defined who you guys are and what you do. I <laughs> well, love that. We, we,
1: I mean, we have workshops. Yes. So we so you can go to our website and and find some workshops that we do to help you talk about uh, you know the ins and outs of self publishing and writing children's books. All of those things we want to help you and equip you to to do the Lord's work.
2: Yes. Yes. You know, my friends, at the very beginning of this segment, we heard from Jim Garlow talking about praying and things like that. Mm. Jim Garlow is one of the great people in San Diego County, but now he's gone much beyond that only. He's got a ministry outreach called Well-Versed and Well-Versed World, well yeah. uh, whole And uh, he was in Washington, D.C. D. when I was, That's and awesome. he was teaching from his book, Well-Versed. And the whole idea of his that book, he's got other books in progress as well, but the purpose of this book is to give scriptural defense for every facet of uh, government and uh, actually going beyond just a church environment. How When you go out there, you need to be equipped. And so he's yeah. taken the scripture and scriptural teaching on how to do that in a godly equipped fashion.
1: Yeah, we need to be equipped.
2: We do. And so I, I just wanted to draw attention to the book that he uses to teach w- with and from, and it's called Well-Versed and uh, he has published this and he uses this as a springboard as he teaches he, he teaches from in israel he teaches in the uh, the un he teaches uh, in uh in the um the Knesset area as well mm-hmm. but also yeah. in 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 the senate and in and in the uh house of representatives and all he all, all, you know the whole you know anybody who wants to hear biblical things, he teaches them and uses right. his book as a as a tool for that. So you can find out about his book by just simply going to uh, uh, wellversedworld.org and you can find out about that. His other writings, he does uh, broadcasts, frequent bar- broadcasts and things like that. Jim Garlow, I call him General Jim, but everybody else would just call him <laughs> Doctor Jim Garlow or whatever. So General's a remarkable good. guy. But there's you know there's a lot of. Uh, uh, polished writers in San Diego County and beyond. Yeah. I just wanted to, to draw our friend's attention to another person who's a personal friend of mine. He's also a, one of the larger church pastors in San Diego County and beyond. Uh, his name is Ray Bentley, Yeah, and he he's the pastor of Maranatha, Maranatha. Chapel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's been doing eschatological things for a long time, mm. and he writes. he's prolific in writing books. He has just finished his third book. It's co- co-written by uh, Bodhi uh, Thaney and uh, they have written these books it's, it's called the Elijah Chronicles series <laughs> uh. i've been reading them vigilantly and i'm excited about the third one in the sequel the whole idea he's got a character named jack garrison nice. uh who has who has ties in government things but he's been in earlier books he was he received the lord and now he is uh, being Called to dig deeply into questionable things, you know, governmental tied things, Israel related things, and prophetical kind of things. And he's digging into scripture. And he goes, Wait a minute, I just read that in an Old Testament book <laughs> and it's happening now? Awesome. <laughs> so he tracks wow. th- this guy and his uh, love interest uh, through throughout these books. And uh, this book, it's, the overall book series is called the Elijah Chronicles. And the name of this book is called the Cyrus Mandate. And if anybody's following what's going on uh, by people that are, pre- uh, you know, presuming or pre- putting into the fact that scripture is talking about a Cyrus person that is today, right. can anybody say our own president? Right. So he, I mean, he draws a lot of connections between that, and it's called the Cyrus Mandate. Um, and you can find out about that book by just going to Amazon.com. Uh, and or you can visit his website uh, you can actually go to maranatha chapel mm-hmm. website and find out more about this book and you'll yep. be able to find that as well but he's not only into it in writing it he's in, into it on teaching it and living it as well so there you go it's about time for us to take a break and you know who one of our special guests for next next segment is
1: Cas taylor no i was
2: thinking <laughs> about you Ray Wyckoff. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the show, Cass.
2: <laughs> Welcome to the show, Bray. We're going to talk a little bit about the books that God has given us, yeah, and we're going on. to tie all the strings together from yep. everything you've heard about in the earlier part of the show when Bray yep. Wyckoff— and by the way, Neil, thank you for joining Neil, us for this awesome. segment. Yes, yes, yes. So, so Bray Wyckoff and Kaz, we'll be right back. Right back.
0: More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K Praise.
2: Here's Kaz Taylor. Well, hey there. And Bray Wyckoff with Kingdom Writers Association is with me. Hey, hey, hey. And we thought we would save uh, the best to last. I, said jo- I say jokingly, it's actually. Uh, the
1: best for last, and then you want me to go first, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's so. So I appreciate it. You know, Bray doesn't let me put one over on him at all. Exactly. He's a, So I, I'm keeping a score, and I owe him about four or five, so you're going to hear me get even during this broadcast. Actually, that's not true. Yeah. Bray's a, a good brother. We we yeah. have a lot of fun together. And you know, part of the deal is you have to, you know, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, but if you, you're assembling with duds, yeah, you, no. you know, it's kind of boring. Yeah, I don't hang out with duds. No, so God wants us to be all we can be, and when we get close to somebody else, we go, you know, stir them to be yes, all they can be, exactly. and— Except for me, and then everybody says, stop with the corny jokes, Cass. <laughs> I but, love it. Yeah, there you go. Keep them going. <laughs> I want to spend a little bit of time with you, Bray, and talk a little bit, not only about the inspiration of Kingdom Writers Association, mm-hmm. but specifically about your series, the the Kingdom uh, Writers, the, the devotional book, but also you've got an entire series going on. Tell, yeah. I'm going to kind of hand it to you, and you, you tell me the the Bray, uh, the Bray <laughs> story.
1: Well, I always thought I was going to write epic fantasy, guys, Uh, so I wrote my first three books, epic fantasy series for young adults. The Orb of Truth is the first one. The Dragon God was a sequel, and The Vampire King was the third Um, And it was at that point that God started turning things uh, around on me and said, I want you to start writing uh, these particular books. And it came on the heels of me praying, God, what are the books and the stories that you want me to write instead of me writing Mm -hmm. and you coming alongside of me? So once I started making those prayers, he showed up in a big way and and, uh, stopped me in my tracks and said, now I want you to write the book that I want you to write. Yes, yes, yes. And so Demons and Thieves came out. That's a historical fiction about the two thieves on the cross and the two demon possessed men and do they uh do they have a relationship and so it's a fictionalized story um but it's amazing it's yeah. very powerful well,
2: and, well you 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 write captivating words you're a captivating guy and i'll tell you what is uh it, it's kind of like uh you, it's like taking a, in a godly way, taking a drug and going, "Oh man, I'm I'm hooked. I'm hooked. What's the next one? What's the next one? What's the next
1: one?" Yeah, and then I, you know, Kingdom Writers Devotional came out of just the the overflow of KWA the, all the teachings, everything that God's been showing me and the Holy Spirit, and so this is a devotional for writers. It's very powerful. It's going to give you your your uh, your breakthrough for writer's block uh, that you're experiencing. Um, so it's got a breaker anointing on it and it's just filled with encouragement and so we're I'm excited about this book specifically yes. for writers. Newly published. Yeah. Yeah, I, it I just like came it. out uh the beginning of this year.
2: Well, I I think let's take care of the, the mundane stuff first and that's how do people find out about it? You know, we we have you t- tell the illustric the illustrious portions of the book and read a segment or so from it, but how do we find out more about it so that people can note yeah. this as they're listening the best, to you The best read? places
1: go to our KWA website, uh, kingdomwritersassociation.com dot There's also my my personal website, BrayWyckoff dot com. B R B R A E W Y C K O F F is in Frank. Yes, yes, yes. Wyckoff when you can sneeze. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, my, my, my. I got I, jokes, too, Cass. That, that's Yes, you do. But here's the deal, my friend. Because of the COVID thing, the studio actually went over and above the you know, Call of Duty, and they put a plexiglass plate between Bray and me. Uh, yeah. You know, when you go into a restaurant, sometimes they, rec- I requested that. Yes, well, but because he gets expi- excited, and I have to dodge his spittle. <laughs> here, here, here in the, but that's okay. That's, yeah. You heard bullets,
1: but that's just my spit. <laughs>
2: so why don't you uh, do, the honor, do us the honor of reading a, a portion of the book that will give a little insight, or at least speak, speak to that, and yeah. then we'll work from there. Yeah, the
1: one thing I wanted to point out, guys, is that Jesus uh, told stories. And when he walked here, it was all about him telling stories. And so storytelling is very powerful and effective. And the disciples uh, in Matthew 13 asked uh, Jesus, Why do you tell stories? Um, and so in chapter 16, it's, uh, it says his reply, and I, I'm going to read out of Matthew 13, 10 through 15, the message. Uh, it says, the disciples came up and asked, why do you tell stories? And Jesus replied, you've give, been given insight into God's kingdom. You know how it works. Not everybody has this gift or this insight. It hasn't been given to them. Whenever someone has a ready heart for this, the insights and understandings flow freely. But if there is no readiness, any trace of receptivity soon disappears. And this is the kicker, guys. That's why I tell stories. Hmm. To create readiness, to nudge the people toward receptive insight. So hmm. when, you, when you guys are writing your stories, understand that you are creating, the Holy Spirit is creating a receptive heart that's how we're breaking in instead of, you know, bullet point, you know, PowerPoint presentation. If we tell stories, that is the most effective and powerful way to get to somebody's heart.
2: Bray Wyckoff, that's that's exactly right. And and, and while you were reading that and um, in our first segment, uh, we had uh, this spoken of as well. Um, and and this verse was used back then as well. And let me read this this verse. And this is a, a writer which should know about this verse in, in the Gospel of John, chapter twenty one, the last verse, mm. chapter t- verse twenty five. Yeah. And it says all. Uh, and there were also many other things which Jesus did, the which if uh, they should be written, every one of them. Yeah. I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. That's crazy. But when you consider that, well, then you consider the uh, magnitude of his bride worldwide and over the ages, uh, that means there's a lot of people that have written and are going to be writing now. Oh, yeah. And we want to tell our friends that, my friends, it, it includes you.
1: Yeah, it's time, guys. It is time to wake up and pick up your pens uh, or take the pen that's already been placed in your hand sometimes some of us are ignoring the pen yeah, that's Bill Gian talked
2: about them being, yeah. being pr- projectiles from heaven into your very hands so yeah. what are you going to do about that
1: they're like javelins they're probably stuck in your hand you <laughs> can't get rid of it you know so you got to do something with it
2: yes 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 so uh my listening friends I, we want to be an inspiration to you about uh, writing uh, books and things like that or it doesn't necessarily have to be a book it yeah. could be a a poem, a screenplay, you name it. Yeah. Or just start with... Magazine, with, blog. Or just start with journaling, and then when God goes, I want you to share this with other people. Some of my friends, you know, they write their Facebook posts, and I tease them, I uh-huh. go, "That that's the very beginnings of your first chapter, where are you going to go from here? Right. And some of them don't even realize that God, you know, Facebook is an opportunity for you to write things, and all of a sudden you read them and you go, this person has the goods.
1: Yeah, and for the the biggest challenge God ever gave us was in Ephesians one where it says, imitate me in everything that I do. Oh and my. what did he write? The most profound book ever. The number one book selling is the Bible. <laughs> and he says, imitate me. So I he's challenging us to imitate him. And it is the number one book sell, selling book of all times. Yes, yes It yes. sold billions of copies, guys. And it sells 50 copies a minute, by the way. Oh,
2: my, my. I guess let me share just a little bit about the book that I've concluded yes, as well. Yes, come on. Uh, the title of this book is called One Church for a One World. Now, I've written I've written fiction before as well, but this book really needed to be written because it deals with, you know, one church for a one world. And a lot of people, when they hear one world, they go O-N-E, world, uh, as in one world government, yeah. as in the things that are being threatened in our nation today, a one world government, right? Uh, socialism, and, and yeah. everything that's attached to that. So let me just read you just, just the one or two quick paragraphs here, as we have about one minute left in this show. Yeah, one church for a one world. Pay close attention to this book's title. This writing will point out the very great detail where the world is. There's really a world of difference between one church for a W O for a O N E world. And, and versus one church for a W O N world, as in we are winning the world one. by yeah. by our. Dec- declarations and lifestyle. The first suggests a collective church comprised of all religions, forming a foundation for a one-world government. <gasps> uh oh, we see that in threat right now. Yep. Contrarily, this book's title foreshadows the and equips the reader to be part of a one church highly regarded in Scripture. In you know John 17 and Ephesians 2. This is the victorious church with many tribes and kindreds and tongues, but with a singular and devout faith in the true Messiah, the Lord Yeshua, Jesus himself. As this unity or oneness comes to pass, the end result will be evangel- evangelization, repentance, and salvation worldwide. Be prepared to be transformed from a spectator to an anointed and empowered warrior for God. Come on. That, that's, that's what that's God it. has stirred me to do. So this is available on Amazon.com, yeah. book title, One Church for a W-O-N, One World. One World, Cast I Haler. love that. And the subtitle is Solving the mystery of unity in Christ's body. <laughs> my friends, we're out of time. What? What? Let's Bray, another two wh- hours. I Come know. On. My <laughs> listening friend, what a joy to share with you some insights such an uh, of honor. being a writer. But beyond sharing the insights, we want to stir you to write. To write. So, write. on behalf of uh, all of our other people that have joined us on the show and you, my listening friends, I want to say what a pleasure. To do Come Together San Diego. Bray Wyckoff of Kingdom so much, Writers Kaz. Association and I have enjoyed spending time with you. Join us next week for other great things as well yeah. on Come Together San Diego. And in the meantime, Bray and I say goodbye. Have, have a good night. We love you all. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> Happy writing.
0: Thanks for joining cast Hater and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all Come Together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K Praise.